I know, I know. I missed last week. I am so sorry about that. But I'm really glad to be back with you this week, and I'm really glad you're listening to the podcast. This is True Sleep, and our hope is to meditate in our hearts upon our beds and be still to fill our minds with God's Word and uh, get some good, deep rest in a restless world. Uh, Before we get started in Job chapter 3, a couple of quick things to mention. One, just a, a thank you to a listener named Lydia for a super encouraging email with some really helpful suggestions. I, I really do mean it when I say if you have any thoughts about how I can improve this podcast, make it more helpful to you, please email me at truesleepfeedback at gmail.com. And uh, I'm going to try to implement a couple of her suggestions because they're really good. Um, one, she mentioned that uh, you guys might like to hear a little bit more about me, um, particularly if there are any prayer requests related to me. And I don't know that I have anything uh, out of the ordinary in terms of a prayer request. Sort of my standard one is for wisdom. I'm a, a family man. I have two kids, a teenager and a preteen, and I'm a pastor of a church and uh, regularly feel my need for wisdom. So if you want to pray for me, uh, would love uh, there's more of God's wisdom to serve well in those roles. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll just mention that. Uh, I, I appreciate that thought. And then the other suggestion that uh, is really good is that we pause and have a word of prayer before we jump into the meditation. And that was one of those duh moments because at church, I never start preaching until we all pause and pray together because we really need God's help if we're going to understand His Word. Well, not just understand it, but be transformed by it. It's a supernatural thing that happens. So uh, thank you, Lydia, for the email, the encouragement, the suggestions, and uh, let's do pray before we look at Job chapter 3. Father, I pray along with this listener who's listening right now that you would speak to us through your Word powerfully and clearly and enable us to rest, trusting you, uh, rest as your children through faith in Jesus Christ. And you know this listener, you know everything about them, what they're going through, what their day has been like. Um, I just pray that you would bless them, that you would fill them with your Holy Spirit and speak to them through your word now in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we're back in Job. Uh, we're alternating genres of the Bible, and it's time to be in Job. Job's a heavy book, uh, but I think it's fitting for what we're doing here because maybe you're restless because these are heavy times. We're going to read Job chapter 3, starting at verse 11. Here, Job is with his friends. Uh, they've come to try to comfort him, and he is finally, after a long silence, began to speak, and he's, he's just been trying to express how much he is hurting and suffering. He's lost his family and his livelihood, his health. Um, and as he's processing this out loud, he's, he's lamenting so strongly that he's saying, why was I even born if it's going to be this painful? And uh, perhaps you can relate. I hope not. I hope that you're not in a situation that's that intense, but uh, it does happen. I think that's why this book is here in the Bible, because this is part of our experience in this fallen world. We do suffer. 
So remember the big idea, if you were to sum it up for Job, and I got this from someone else, uh, but is that even when we can't understand God's ways, we can trust his wisdom. So let that just be the, the theme that you hold in your mind as I read Job's words here, starting at verse 11. Why did I not die at birth, come out from the womb and expire? Why did the knees receive me? Or why did the breasts that I should nurse? For then I would have lain down and been quiet. I would have slept. Then I would have been at rest with kings and counselors of the earth who rebuilt ruins for themselves, or with princes who had gold, who filled their houses with silver. Or why was I not as a hidden stillborn child, as infants who never see the light? There the wicked cease from troubling, and there the weary are at rest. There the prisoners are at ease together. They hear not the voice of the taskmaster. The small and the great are there, and the slave is free from his master. So here's Job expressing human suffering in uh, stark terms, wondering why live if it's this bad. Uh, I wouldn't say he's suicidal here. He's not talking about taking his own life. He's more philosophical, asking the question, why? That's how it begins in verse 11. Why? Why did I not die at birth? So we want to meditate on God's Word, and we'll take our time move through this passage. Now, maybe you're in a time of suffering. Uh, if not, this will help you to better understand those that you love and care about who are in intense times of suffering right now. But Job asks this question, why did I not die at birth? Like, why am I even here? And maybe it'd be good for you to stop and take stock and ask the same question. Why were you born? We can give you a, just a couple moments just to think about that pretty philosophical question. Why did God choose for you to be successfully born and raised and have this life he's given you? Job laments, why did I not die at birth, come out from the womb and expire? Why did the knees receive me, or why the breasts that I should nurse? So he's asked his why questions here. Why was I born? I suppose he thought that his life was all about this big family and this big uh, business that he had built. He had done so, being faithful to God in his ways. He was righteous and blameless. And then God took all that away. You can imagine if you lost all the people in your life and your vocation and your health in one fell swoop. Often our identity is wrapped up in those things. You can probably imagine that you might be asking the same question. Why? What was the point of me even being born if everything that I thought I was accomplishing, even for the Lord, it's just going to be taken away like this. So he asks his why questions. 
And then in verse 13, he goes on to explain why he's thinking this way. He says, for then, if I had died at birth, if I had expired when I came out of the womb, for then I would have lain down and been quiet. So basically, he's just longing for peace. You might feel that way too. Then I would have lain down and been quiet. I would have slept. Then I would have been at rest. You know, I didn't really think about it until I reread it just now. What a perfect passage this is for us in our quest for deep soul rest. Here we see a man who is suffering and really longing so much for quiet and sleep and rest that he feels like maybe it would have been better if he died a long time ago. Now, I, again, I hope that you're not in that type of pain right now, but I do find it comforting that the Bible goes there. I guess not a shocker to God or to people who study their Bibles that people can experience that depth of suffering. Job certainly did. I think maybe something good for us to think about here is the quiet and sleep and rest that we have experienced lately and what a blessing that is. You don't often think about how much a blessing that is until you can't get it for whatever reason. Um, so why don't we just pause and thank God for the quiet that he has blessed us with lately. Uh, the sleep, think back over the last several nights, and the rest. Uh, well, I'll begin. This is uh, another suggestion here that uh, begin into this prayer and kind of guide you a little bit. But let's pray and thank God together for that. Father, right now we just want to recognize that often in our lives we have been at peace and we have had rest and we've been able to sleep and we've experienced uh, the peace of quiet. And we just ask now that you would bring to mind some of those times recently so we can just simply thank you. Thank you for the quiet. Thank you for the blessing of sleep. And thank you for the rest that you have blessed us with. Job goes on in verse 14, he says, With kings and counselors of the earth who rebuilt ruins for themselves, or with princes who had gold who filled their houses with silver, as he's 
daydreaming about how peaceful it would have been had he died at birth. He pictures himself at rest with kings and counselors, rebuilders of ruins, princes who had gold and silver. I don't really know what to make of that. It's like he's thinking about all these others who made great things out of their lives and did great things and eventually died. And he's picturing them being at peace and at rest. Maybe he's thinking of death as something of a finish line and they've already run their course and now they're resting and he feels like, well, he might as well rest as well since everything he had built was taken away. I'm not sure. On into 16, he restates it a little bit. He says, or why was I not as a hidden stillborn child, as infants who never see the light? Like not only might it have been better had I died at birth, maybe if I died before birth, never even seeing light. There the wicked cease from troubling, and there the weary are at rest. There the prisoners are at ease together. They hear not the voice of the taskmaster. The small and the great are there, and the slave is free from his master. I think we can take each of those in turn and just think about that for a moment. Um, I always kind of laugh as we go back to Job because I am certain that this is the only podcast on the internet that tries to help people rest by encouraging them to think about death. Uh, but it's God's word. Um, and I think it's worth thinking about the reality of death. And these things he's saying here are true. Now, when we think about death, the first and foremost thing is that we trust in Jesus as our Savior so our sins can be forgiven and we can be made right with God so that our death will be a segue into eternity with Him rather than damnation. There's nothing more important than that you repent of your sins, trust in Jesus, His death for you on the cross, His resurrection, He's living, He is our Lord, that you give your life to follow Him, and that you be in Christ. And then with that security, we can think about death with clear eyes. And just consider, I'm just going to read these and give you time to consider what He says. He says that in death, the wicked cease from troubling. So wicked people can no longer trouble you after you've died. And then he says, and there the weary are at rest. So no matter how wearying this life gets, upon death, God's people will find eternal rest with him. The prisoners are at ease.
The small and the great are there together. Death is a great equalizer. And finally, the slave is free from his master. Now, this is a heavy one, and I just want to clarify a couple things. Job here is expressing his pain in... Um, sort of poetic form with imagery. He's just trying to vent and give voice to what he's feeling. Now, we don't get a resolution to all this until the very end of the book. We have chapters and chapters and chapters to go of this kind of thought pattern. And we're only going to take in this bit of scripture tonight. But I wouldn't want you to think that death is a desirable option right now. And you're probably thinking that I'm crazy for even mentioning that, but I have gotten uh, feedback before of someone who um, had considered suicide. And I just want to make sure you know that that's not an option. It is not our place to take our own lives. God has written in his book every day that he has planned for us. And there is always hope. You trust in God, and there is always hope that it's not always going to feel like this. It's not always going to be like this. We read Job at this early stages, these early chapters, and we uh, can commiserate. Here's someone who has experienced suffering. And then at the end of the book, spoiler alert, God comes on the scene and his big message is simply, trust me, I know what I'm doing. And in the end, Job actually is restored in many ways. Uh, and then he, this book, his suffering generated this book that stands in scripture for all time, encouraging other sufferers in this fallen world. So God brought about good through Job's suffering, and he will bring about good through yours as well. But I just want to clarify that. I think we'll probably have to make that clear often as we work through Job. Suffering is real. It can be intense, but it is never hopeless. Trust in the Lord, and there is hope. And if you're someone who is suffering like Job is here, wondering why were you ever born, um, you're not alone feeling that way. Job felt that way. Many others have felt that way on their journey through this fallen world. Uh, I want to encourage you to talk to your pastor and fellow Christians. If you don't have a pastor or fellow Christians because you're not a member of a church, I want to encourage you to just go to the closest church to you tomorrow and talk to the pastor there. Um, there is no perfect church. I say join and go all in with whatever's closest to you unless there's some real red flags. Um, if I can be of any help to you, uh, you can always email me at truesleepfeedback at gmail.com and 
I'll try to help get you connected with some Christians in your area where you live. Um, but right now, I just want to pray for you. Pray that you will experience what we talked about a little earlier, quiet, sleep, and rest. Father, thank you so much for bringing this listener to this podcast on this evening. I know it was on purpose either to encourage them and their suffering or to uh, stir gratitude in them for your blessings that they are not suffering or to give them insight into their loved ones who are suffering. Whatever it is, I pray that you would please give them peace and sleep and quiet and rest. In Jesus' name, amen.